this road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Welcome to Profession Confession, everybody. I'm your host, Gabe Noah. With me, as always, is the chocolate unicorn, Tevin Pittman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this week's episode uh, is one that we, you know, there's categories that we work on getting all the time. We have a list. We're always looking for people. If you have someone you think would be good on the show, for Christ's sakes, uh, get at us. We're always looking. It's not. Uh, I think the hotel management episode is a good example of it doesn't have to be some crazy title to be a good episode. So, um, you know, get at us. But uh, this one is one we've been working on a long time, which is just in general people who work around death. So hospice workers, nursing home, stuff like that. And our guest, Ashley, is a CNA, a PCA, so like personal care assistant, and a, what is the other one, Tevin? Uh, CNA was certified nursing assistant. Certified nursing, yep. She works in uh, old folks' homes, though. Like, that that's essentially what it is. Old yeah. folks. Why do they call them folks? Folks? Old folks' home. And... Uh, and that is, uh, as you can imagine, a horror show that we're all headed for. So don't listen to this if you are fearing getting old because this is almost two hours of uh, shit vomiting, bed sores, uh, f- fighting, awful, awful, uh, like how your kids treat you when you die. Um, what else, Tevin? You're- oh, there was, and I just remember this, there was a, a threesome that she walked in on that she Jeez. talks about as well. So it's also sexy. Silver lining, yeah. It's yeah. a sexy place to be. And, uh, yeah, so it's it. this was a good episode. And we've had some others in. We had, uh, um, we'll have some kind of upcoming. We never really know if it's better to cut them together really tight or kind of put them out. But uh, we like this one. It's got a lot of, a lot of uh, good cringe uh stuff in it so uh enjoy the episode uh tevin about the patreon what's what's the uh, stuff yeah for our patreon audience uh one thank you guys for donating to the show it really does mean a lot we've got some videos that are going to be released one every day next week for the fourth of july because since we're not going to be releasing a full episode due to the holiday we're going to give you guys a little bonus material so every day at noon starting on monday there will be a new video going up on there that's exclusive to our patreon members Uh, so if you're not on that list sign up you can be a part of the bonus content if you are already a member um, thank you and you will be have access to those you'll get should be getting an email and an alert when those get up but otherwise it'll be posted at noon um, and yeah if you're interested in just checking out our patreon page it's patreon.com slash profession confession podcast there's a ton of stuff up there that you don't even have to pay in order to see we got bonus episodes i believe there's four of them up there that have been released to the general public they can check out some of our early graphics for our logos and just a lot of behind the scenes type stuff uh, i believe there's sex fest clips up there as well you may have to 
subscribe to be to see those but those are up there and then is in addition to the best of clips we are going to hopefully on friday have we filmed kind of a episode that wasn't a normal episode we just kind of talked about life in general um, whether it's stand up or work or just everything going on here in our lives uh we talked about that with steve gillespie very funny it was very entertaining we're cutting that together that'll be a video episode that'll go up ex- exclusively for patreon and then uh hopefully here in the near future next week if we can get uh, our schedules to align we'll have a patreon only listener show where you guys are able to call in skype in and be a part of the show as well so again thank you guys for your support check us out on patreon check out our youtube page and uh yeah that's all we got uh, going on for my end and check out our youtube page that we're starting to get a bunch of stuff on uh we're gonna put up a clip of a squirter <laughs> because because my wife already saw it and uh might as well just put it up tear the band-aid off uh <laughs> there's uh there's some really good clips on there and uh my wife hates squirters so that's why i say that um check out that and then also i want to say we've been uh, very busy with a lot of stuff we've said this a lot of times but coming up after this we're really uh we're hitting it hard and we have great guests coming up and uh so keep with us and uh keep Keep driving. I'm going to quit the furniture store soon. I can feel it in my bones. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the episode. And uh, we'll hear from you soon. On this episode of Profession Confession, she, uh, old people, ass wiping, <laughs> Ashley. She's hello. a, uh, yeah, hello. This is, our, this is our guest, Ashley. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, with me, as always, is the uh, Carmelicious. Hello. Uh, the chocolate unicorn, Tevin Pittman. Yes, brown bomber. God damn it, Tor. And the whole thing. thing. (laughs) He's too large for this. we got to get a bigger studio. We need a bigger studio to hold Tor. Uh, That was our sound man, Tor, crashing through the equipment, uh, doing a Kool-Aid man impression. He's very angry, I can tell. I'm just mad at the Mevo. I know, I know. Take it out on the Mevo. No, welcome. Welcome to the show. This week uh, we have... This is an, actually an episode we've talked about a long time, too, but you have a nice twist on it, which is, um, so you are a CNA and a PCA. Yeah. And I'd say some pretty nice TNA, if you don't mind me saying. Hey. <laughs> um, and uh, it's not sexual harassment when we're on the podcast. It's right. art. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, you. so you work um, old folks' homes, or you have done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I can't talk. But uh, the real twist is that you work... In an old folks' home for criminals, essentially, right? Like they're people who have life in prison yep. who can no longer take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you didn't last long in that job. I did not. I couldn't handle it. So, so w- were you a veteran person? Tell us a little bit about your job, your day-to-day stuff first, I guess. like, Or, you know, what you've done in this field. Well, right now, currently, and before working for the nursing home with criminals, okay. um, just general nursing home, doing cares for residents and taking, getting them ready for supper, breakfast, lunch, you know, taking them to activities or doctor's appointments. Um, yeah. So spending like spending time with them. The, and then of course the stereotypical, a lot of ass wiping, sure. a lot of bathing, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And you're turned on by this? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I'm joking. No. But, uh, what I guess, how did you find your way into this profession? Is it something that you 
you know, like, okay, wiping people's asses is fucking hard to do. I know mm-hmm. tons of nurses and, like, people who do that. I would imagine there's people who do it and wash out fairly quickly. Yes. Yeah? High turnover rate. Right. Yeah. How did you know you could do this? Well, first and foremost, caring for the resident is my priority. Yeah. You know, connecting with them, making sure they feel like they have someone there for them all the time. Right. Um, so wiping it's like a real bottom. like a real calling for you. Yes, would you definitely. Say? I yeah. would say as a small child, I've always wanted to be either a nurse or in the health field of some sort. Yeah, really. Yeah. Is there something like a family bond to it, or like something in your life that happened that made you feel that way about it? Or? Um. Well, as you know, being a small child, I have a twin brother, so yeah. I always took care of him, and you know, I was. Like his mom, so I was always... Okay. I'm just the nurturing type yeah, yeah. person. It is that, yeah. yeah. Well, good. It's, it's. Uh, I guess, when I think of it, that's all I think of is all the stuff. I work in customer service, right? Mm-hmm. I'm one of the nation's greatest furniture retailers. And uh, the whole thing of working with the public or people is you don't choose who you work with. So there's people mm-hmm. who are fucking piss you off all the time. And I would think in that job, that would make it so much harder. Yes. I mean, what is the hardest part of the job? Uh, definitely when you have residents that, you know, have dementia and it, it's definitely not their fault. You know, they don't know what's going on and they are continually throwing things at you or trying to bite you or just, Sorry. That's you know, a... it's it's sad. It is. You yeah. know, their life, their whole world is upside down. Yeah. And on top of that, they're confused with feeling sad because, you know, they're alone and uh, most people don't stay calm. You right. Know, they get frustrated easily. And Hell yeah. I get, me. like, angry when I'm hungry. There you, you go. You know, let alone if I had you get dementia, hangry. I'd fucking flip out on people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So is that, and I mean, I laugh at it only because it's just, it's truly, dementia to me is, like, the worst thing that can happen mm-hmm. to me. Especially I have a beautiful mind, so to have this uh, lost yes. in any way is, is, the world e- is extra painful. The world would be devastated. I think so. Yes. And, uh... Truly, that whole thing of, I get the frustration, so I'm not laughing at it in that way. It's just ridiculous that we revert that far. You know right. what I mean? Like, you're biting people. Has it changed how you view the aging process at all? Like, does yeah. suicide become more of an option? No. No? <laughs> no. No, no. I mean... I want to see what happens to me when I get to that age. And I and I definitely have my room picked out at the facility I work yeah? in. and. You know, I've told all my co- coworkers I'm going to write a book of exactly what I want done, and yeah. here's my manual. And so, yeah. you know, that's got to be frustrating for them when you have dementia and you're like, "We're reading out of your book," and you're like, "Would you calm down?" <laughs> yeah, you it's going to make it yeah. ten times worse. I, I didn't right. write the book. I don't know <laughs> right. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, like, I say suicide, and, and I'm not joking completely just because if i got that diagnosis mm-hmm. i really do feel like it would be some part of me would be like okay well maybe i have like three more years where i'm somewhat conscious and then after that i better get out of here mm-hmm. i mean do you is there suicide in the homes very often no okay mm-hmm. never no i okay. mean there's times where a resident you know that's still somewhat lucid enough to take care of themselves but has signs of dementia or has been diagnosed that they'll have a day or a couple of days where they'll, you know, 
saying they want to kill themselves and then they're yeah. put on precautions, you know, suicide watch. Yeah. But there's never been anyone that sure. followed through with it. Yeah. I, and I'm sure a lot of it is they're not capable or whatever entirely. Right. But um, what would you do? Like, what is your view of dementia now? You know, if you got that, is there anything that you know that the rest of us don't, a way that you would approach it? Uh, for myself? Yeah. Or just, well, you know, having been up close with it for a long time. Um, family members, I mean, our mom has vascular dementia, so, okay. you know, dealing with that on a personal level of my own family member, it's, it can be frustrating, you know, you get, it's very up close and personal. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot harder to deal with it, more emotional than say one of my residents, you know, I'm still close to my residents, but I don't know, it's different when it's your own parent. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, do, um, do you ever you know, when you did it earlier or whatever, do you ever struggle to not become too attached or is there no, an issue with No, it still happens. Really? Still happens? Yeah. I, I cry every time a resident passes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a good sign. I just ball. <laughs> do you ever see, really? Yeah. Um, do you, how about as far as family and stuff like that? Is it hard to watch? Do you think families by and large handle their family members when they're in homes well? Or do you think it's uh, – is your view of family always a positive thing, I guess? Uh, I mean, there is – it's hard to see the residents, the ones that have family members that, yes, they love their mom, dad, you know, grandma, whoever it may be, um, but just can't face the deterioration of their family member. Yeah. So they don't come visit them. They just rather get the call you know, grandma's passed away or mom's passed away. Right. And then they'll go to the, set up the funeral arrangements and everything. That to me is hard to deal with. Okay. Um, just because. Have you ever said anything to a no. family member? No. I mean, I, yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, sure you'd get fired or like you're not it, supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it's but, not my place to. Right. There's no subtle ways that you kind of get jabs in like. Uh, no. I mean, everyone here. deals with that stuff differently. Yeah. You know, processes it differently. You know but, your your problem is you're too good of a person. Oh, yeah. Then, you're not very judgmental. So are all the people that are residents? Did, are they all dementia related, or is there just no. people that are just like in there chilling, eating pudding cups, and yeah. hitting on nurses? Yeah, I mean, there's ones, there's ones that we, you know, they have strokes, so then they can't, you know, live independently. But. Yeah. What's the most capable person you've ever seen in there? Like, have you ever seen someone admitted where you go, like, you know, you can fucking like he's working this weekend or whatever. Like, <laughs> why are you here? Right. Yeah. Like, now, who's the youngest guy? Who's the most capable that you've seen? Um, well, the youngest person I've ever taken care of, he was forty-two, but he had had stroke, so right. he's not able to care for himself. Yeah, yeah. He needs full-time care. God, um, that's sad. Forty-two. Yeah. yeah. That's in five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We just say that. 40. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. How about most capable? Like, there's no well, one who sticks out everywhere. Like, you kind of go, oh. Um, I, family wants to get rid of them a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a few residents, and I've noticed in areas, it seems, you know, the ones that are higher farming communities, the residents live so much longer, you know, well over their hundreds. Farming communities? Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. The residents at the facilities are, you know, I mean, we just had one that turned over 101 or had her Why do you think one. that is? They're just, there's no chemicals that they're taking into their body. They're hardworking, you know. What are you accusing me of? <laughs> We're going to die young. That's yeah. what I'm accusing us of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and they're still taking care of themselves for the most part. Right. Um, in the nursing home. How about as far as not liking people? How do you, you know, I'm sure you're very nice to answer this, but I mean, are there people that you've ever hated? Like, I mean, have you ever hated someone you've had to take care of? Um, not so much hate. I would say I was frustrated every time I went to deal with this person because they knew what they were doing when they were being violent. Oh, really? Yeah. So what? they were there enough in the, their mind when they would try to bite, they would scratch you as hard as they could and draw blood. Holy shit. Yeah. And what are the scenarios like that? Like, I mean, how does that happen? Or why does it happen? Like, what, you know, what are the scenarios, I guess? Well, when that situation yeah, occurs. Yeah, like, or just, yeah. What triggers it? Yeah, essentially, you know, are you just sitting and reading People magazine no, and someone no. comes from behind <laughs> no. you and bites your neck? or No, it... no. So you're going in, you know, we'll say, hi, Johnny. I'm, you know, here to get you ready for bed. And you get this person into their bed and we're going to change your your brief. and Your brief? Yeah, Is that you diaper. give them the dignity of saying a brief like a yeah, yeah like to not say diaper? Oh, if right, I, if right. I didn't like the resident, I'd be like, "We're going to change your pull-ups today." Yeah. No, like, no, no, your puggies. no. Yeah. It's a brief. It's right. a brief. Yeah. So you get to that point where we're now changing the brief, and that person is so violent they will take every possible energy they have left, and looking you straight in your face and. You know, I fucking hate you, and I'm going to kill you, and then they grab your arm and bite you. Wow. And you, you, if, if that's the case, you're allowed to just give them one good shot no. like in the ribs, right? No. Nope. What can you do to defend? I mean, you can do sleeper holds, though, right? No. Nope. Nope. Really? No. Nope. Million Dollar Dream? Mm, you <laughs> can't do anything. Okay. I'm fighting you an just, old arm bar. Okay. You just, you know, I mean, really, get away like, from the resident. What do you do? Uh, do you yell? No. You just take the pain. <laughs> you you just it? let the the person know that you're hurt. They're hurting you, and please yeah. let go. Please stop. And then you know, usually the situation will occur once, and yeah. then you say, okay, now we need to have two people go in. Yeah. To care for this resident, and then you say, okay, we are going to now get your brief back on you, and then you lower the bed and you walk out of the room. Yeah. Who's the best? Like, I mean, do you ever walk out of those like? crying or you know whatever emotion do. like some ang- do. yeah yeah i mean i would think it's scared it's scary people, yeah right mm-hmm. and what's the best sneak attack that anyone's ever launched on you like i mean have you ever like truly been duped where where they sprung a trap kind of like oh can you grab that off the nightstand yeah, i <laughs> i'd went down a resident i was toileting a resident and i this was an, a locked unit i was working in and this is for severe dementia and behaviors so I went in with this resident, got him in their room, got him on the toilet. I knelt down to get their pants off, you know, get the shoes off, got the pants off. Well, as I went back up to then go get the resident stood up to wipe his bottom, the resident flipped, you know, their moods changed so fast. And the person went around and just knocked, like, just knocked me right in the side of the face. And I was like, oh, my word. And, I mean, I, I was stunned. I was angry for a second. And then I started crying because it hurt yeah. so bad. And then the resident is, well, why are you crying, sweetie? You know, and you can't be angry. Right. Because they don't know why they're doing it. 
But really, that is, I mean, your temperament is sort of yeah. obviously amazing oh, for this I would then. Have been because fired off. I would have been fired after one day of cussing, like, why am I crying? Because your dick is out and you just punched me in the face. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't. And this is why it's not for everyone. Yeah, not right. for me. Yeah. Yeah. How often do people start in the job and you just go like, oh, like this guy is not going to make it or like, you know, do you know, yeah. right? Like, yeah, right away? when I do training for oh, C- okay. CNAs that come in and there's a few of right away. I know. Yep. We're not going to. What do you look for? Like, what's the main trait you see where you go? Oh, he's not going to work or she's not going to. Well, work. definitely if they're able to approach a resident who's in distress. So a lot of residents, you know, are gonna, just going to cry. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's triggered by medication or dementia or, you know, they're just having a bad day. And if you can naturally I go... I live with a woman, I know. Yeah, see. Yeah. yeah. We're just emotional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I cry all the time. I'm just... <laughs> so do I. <laughs> a lot on this podcast. I, I've heard yeah. a few yeah, of yeah. those podcasts, yeah. Yeah. So if this, if this CNA that I'm training can naturally go up and just comfort this resident, that's a good sign. Okay. You know, they have natural empathy for others, so... Right. And then... And then it follows with, is this aide or CNA going to keep, you know, texting on their phone? Are they going to run off and try to hide to take breaks? You know, that happens a lot, too. Cause Have you ever had issues now in this new era of people, like, live tweeting or whatever? Their no, I think, no, goodness, right. I haven't. I, can, I bet that, no. yeah. Mm-mm. But there is a lot of people, because of the generations, and, you know, being 36, not that I'm ancient or anything, but there is a big gap for um the younger generation always having to have their phones on them. And I'm so used to just leaving my phone up at the desk. Yeah. You know, and my husband knows our son is a type 1 diabetic and celiac. So if there's an emergency, call the front desk, you know, to get a hold of me. Well, all the kids, you know, they carry their phones with them. And the biggest fear I have is they're pulling their phones out in, in a residence room and I don't care if you're checking Google. I don't care. You mm-hmm. don't have your phone out. I don't know what you're doing with your phone. Sure. You know, and there's so much with privacy and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. It scares me. What, um, of course, I, you know, like sex stuff is always very interesting and joked about with this stuff. Yeah. How much is that an issue for real? Like um, whether it's them yeah. having sex with each other mm-hmm. or just, yeah. Um, I've only encountered that situation one time um it's not a very happening thing i guess you know really yeah i mean how many residents um i guess what's the biggest place you've been in what's the smallest uh well the biggest one was in Belle plain um there was a total of 98 between all floors and the two facilities connected and then the facility i'm at right now we have two floors and then of course we have our assisted living and then our independent housing um, I guess, and then if you throw in a locked unit, you know, we don't have that anymore. Okay. In our, in our, we had one, but we don't have that anymore at our facility. It's more just dealing with residents that either have dementia or are somewhat independent cares and, yeah. you know, can wheel around. So you had one encounter with it. Is yeah. They, they weren't having sex. They, it was just a tip. Yep. <laughs> a little foreplay. Well, yeah. put, put a little hair around. We're not having sex. It's right. just the tip. <laughs> no, um, it was a locked unit, so it, all three people involved had dementia. So, jeez, oh, <laughs> I was waiting for you, you to get threesome. <laughs> Did they put a sock on the door at least. Does it smell like sex in the room, or still old people? <laughs> so, is it strong enough to overpower? <laughs> I, I was sitting with 
<clears throat> the residents in our living room area and this couple, they were sitting there holding hands. And, you know, you tend to get married couples that go in together. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's yeah. I'll make a note about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, you could look into that with you and your wife. Something oh, to do. No, she'll kill me long before. She's yeah. She's sending yeah. him in way before <laughs> she goes. She in. has your room picked out. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, she wrote a book, how to take care of him. She's See? gonna kill me for the manual. Time. Yeah, make yeah. sure you're comfortable. No, um, no, no. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> and what are you allergic to? We'll make sure we mm -hmm. get that. Absolutely. So the residents were sitting there holding hands, and I thought, oh, that's really sweet. You know, they're still aware of sure. each other. And I had gotten up and went and asked one of my coworkers. I said, well, do they share a room together? And it was like right into my first day on the floor. And the coworker, she goes, no. And I said, oh, they have separate rooms. They just want them to have their own space. And she goes, no. And I was like, well, well, what's the deal with these two? They're married, right? And she goes, no. I'm like, they're dating? And she was like, I guess you could say that. She goes, his wife is right there. And that's his girlfriend. And I'm like, what? Wow. Yeah, she goes, his, him and his wife came in together originally. And then he decided to go and start trying to date other. They drifted apart. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the wife, when she does come through lucid a little bit, she'll notice him with this other gal. And she'll get mad for a second. But then it huh. goes back to. And then. Not and then what's you going walked on. in on them having sex? Well, they were standing in the entryway of the bedroom making out, and then he was trying to get her to go to the bed. And that's one thing they try to not allow to happen, just mm -hmm. because it's not a lucid, uh, clear-minded thinking environment. Yeah, there's a real gray area there with the <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever. Because uh, you don't know who's <laughs> consenting. Right, right. right. Yeah. And, you know, in defense of the guy, mm -hmm. <laughs> hey. <laughs> right. How am I supposed to know what phase of the thing she's in or right. whatever, or he or she to him, whatever? Yeah. yeah. Um, how about the, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you must get hit on a lot. Uh, I don't know if I'd call it hit on. Really? Yeah. What is like it? Like more how harassment? About, uh, cat called? <laughs> no, I mean, the sort of cat called, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Who's the horniest guy that you ever, is there someone that jumps into your mind where you go, oh, that was the horniest guy that I've ever worked with? Yeah, he would always call you in, especially on when you get him into bed, and he'd, he'd tap on the side of the bed, and he'd be like, come sit down. <laughs> that was my move in yeah, 97. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, what do you need? And he's like, well, just one time. I just need you to yank on it one time. And I'm like, no, just we're not on doing it. Like a locked door, come yeah, on. We're not doing that, we're not doing that. Please, just one time. And I'm like, no, we're not. Whenever you I'm have to say please time. like that multiple times, it just never works. Right. I, I very rarely close those deals. Yeah. <laughs> please, please. Please, just do it. Yeah. No. Huh. Yeah. And some people with dementia become more promiscuous. At, yeah. You know, that's Why just, is that? Do you know? It's just one of the, I mean, the brain's dying off in stages with dementia. Yeah, so. I think they've, do they do you ever feel like somebody uses that as an excuse where they're like, oh, I was diagnosed with dementia, now I can get away with all this yeah. stuff? And mm, Well, I mean, I'm sure there are those out there, yeah. Do you ever feel like they use that in general? Like, I mean, has there ever been someone where you go, like, this person is fucking hiding behind their, yeah, you know, I've frailty? Met, yeah. yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. What are examples of how they would do that, I guess? Or how, like, I mean... For attention, yeah. 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 Women. No. Oh! <laughs> 
<laughs> Whoa, my God. Really? Um, yeah, really? Uh, huh. What's your worst day as a um, C-N-A-P-C-A? <laughs> well, that would be um, extremely short-staffed and having lots of behaviors and the flu going through our floor. That is a horrible day. Really? Yeah. I can smell it already. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's the worst. What are, I mean, what are your best days? Like, what are triumphs? What make it worthwhile for you? Well, definitely comforting my residents. Mm -hmm. You know, making, I mean, yesterday, for instance, I worked last night. And, you know, when I have residents specifically, because we have three wings where I work right now. So I work one wing, another person works another wing, and so on. And I tend to float through all the wings answering call lights and helping getting people to bed because I work evening shift. So when I go into other residents' rooms on those other wings and they're specifically asking for me to do their cares and sit with them or, you know, I, I'll say, well, so-and-so's down this hall, you know, I'm busy on this other hall, you know, they'll get you to bed. And they're like, no, please, you know, will you take care of me? Mm -hmm. And that to me is rewarding just because... They're I've, remembering who I am, and I have that with my wife, with my son. Mm -hmm. My son always wants me to read. It's just a see, it's a good feeling. Oh yeah, it yeah. is. It's a great feeling. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is there? How has it changed your? I don't know your view on aging, on all that stuff. Like, are there things that you've taken note where you've gone, okay, I should, I don't know, should, like I should do this or not do this, or I don't know. Well, definitely exercise more. Yeah. Because um, I want to live to be 100 and whatever. Really? You know, I've Move seen the value in it. Yeah. yeah. I would think you would, like, honestly, I would think you would more feel like, like, now I'm ready to die at 68. No, no. No? I want to live, definitely, after experiencing, as long as I have been in this field of yeah. work, I want to live to be over 100. How do you feel about quality of life in those homes in general? Like, I mean, do you feel like those people, because, so I have a very cynical view of it, and mm -hmm. mine is mostly just... It's because no one, when you're young and capable, wants to be in that situation, right? right. And it's so, um, at my, at uh, at my furniture store job, mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of um, old folks' homes close by, mm -hmm. and we always see people coming in with their parents, and it's like, I fuck, I really hate it because I cannot stand how the young people tend to like they s speak to them as if. First of all, they speak as if they're not there, mm -hmm. all, you know, all the time. Right. And sometimes I know the person is lucid enough, you know, mm -hmm. that they're getting it. And then they'll say things to me like, uh, like I'll show them a nice chair that I think actually works, like a lift chair kind of thing. Like, this is a good fit for this person. And then they'll, like, go, like, oh, he's going into a home. Mm. He's probably only got three, four more years left. Let's just get a cheap one. Yeah. And it just, like, makes me insane, mm -hmm. you know? You have to see that stuff all the time or fairly often. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is family that do that, but we're always there with them. So then we're compensating for, you know, don't worry about what you just experienced. We're okay. here to make your life the most exciting, you know, happy time of your life. Yeah. Is there, is there, um, so I guess, I guess to continue my thought from before, sorry, mm -hmm. is that, so my view of it is truly like, uh, well, if I get dementia at 68, mm -hmm. then I think I'd probably blow my head off at 70. Yeah, and a lot of people like, say Like, I mean, truthfully. That. No, right. Yeah. No, I have the courage. I'll do it. But you wouldn't yeah. realize most likely that you were transitioning down that path. Unless your family was like, okay, 
you're losing right your sense of of what's going on your memory okay slipping. how about that then mm-hmm. yeah what are they aware of and you know because when they when they come into lucid as you mm-hmm. kind of say how distinct is it for you how does it manifest itself like i mean do you see like can you see it visually kind of like oh he's back like he's back behind the wheel mm-hmm. yeah it definitely with their eyes um it when they're not there or they're confused it's kind of a glossed over look um almost like their eyes are empty yeah uh, and yeah. then when they become lucid and they're there, it's that sparkle comes back. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, I would think that would be heartbreaking in a way for you to even experience. Like, are there people that you've met who just really activate and whether it's like, wow, this is a really charismatic, like their guy. Mm-hmm. And then it goes away and you just, I mean, it must feel tragic. It is. Like, I mean, really. Yeah. And yeah. seeing the fear they experience just day in and day out continually, that fear of not knowing what's going on and why something is the way it is and yeah you know you do explain it to them and you have to continually every day say the same thing over and over again yeah you know because they don't remember it oh Mm -hmm. and and i mean i'm kind of joking when i say this but i'm also serious like how many people come to while you're like wiping their ass or something like that where they're like for real i just just like like, what the fuck oh my god what are you doing who are you and why is your like yeah. really, like mm-hmm. I I owned a bank, and yeah. now this is happening. Yeah, what what multi million dollar farm? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? I mean, is there anything that sticks out? Can you think of things they've said that have uh, broken your heart or anything like that? I guess. Uh, well, we have. Or I, well, made you laugh. It doesn't have to be heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of both, but um, I guess I would say we have one resident. He's just really amazing. You know, he'll. He, he's lost the at the point of dementia now for speaking. You know, he just mumbles and just yeah. jumbled words come out. But he just has this great charismatic personality. He's always smiling. He's singing, even though it's not words. It's In the same way. Yeah. See, yeah. There, you'll no, probably no, be no, him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to him, his world is still going on normally mm-hmm. in his life right now. And for everyone else, we know you're not making any sense but we always say yeah great singing you know and when he he can say certain words like yesterday and he's one that would kind of do the cat call stuff and and i had walked by and and he's like hey fatty (laughs) that's like reverse cat calling (laughs) no you're not doing it right okay that's one time when he i was like well where'd that come from right he doesn't talk normally like that okay but I was shocked because I was like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, sorry. And then he usually follows with boobies, 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 you know. Yeah. And for does, me. <laughs> that sounds like every conversation like I've yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you're definitely him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Him. Oh, but he's man. he's always made, just naturally made the best of, of his time on this planet. Yeah. And just the things he says, I mean. You don't. Ne- you're not laughing at anyone. You know, you're laughing Never? with them. No, no. Really? Mm-mm. Not even I, once. No, you can't. Ugh. Well, I mean, I, I get mean, you not... can't. I'm, just, but inside, you never just like, oh Jesus, dude. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, no, <laughs> no. You're just not built that way. No, I don't even like practical jokes. You don't? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel mean, horribly I sad for people yeah. when they get jokes played on them. Like, I want to go over and hug them because I feel horribly sad for them. Yeah. I'm well, kicked out the it's not time. fun. <laughs> you probably would. <laughs> it's, it's a very, like, this subject matter, like, 
it really is more fraught in a way than I thought it would be, just because, of course, it's like deeply um, sad, and who would want to be in that situation, and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. And but it's also, in my experience, most people who work with them and who are around, like you laugh at it because you have to laugh at it as self-preservation, sort of. Do you feel mm-hmm. that way or not? Yeah, I mean, there's times where, I mean, I guess I would have. There's times in my everyday life outside of my job, I do have a very twisted way of thinking about things. Sure. <laughs> Just because for me, if I didn't, my brain, I think, would snap into two. Yeah. You know. What, what's the um, um, what's the best cat call that you've ever heard? I mean, hey, fatty, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I've closed a lot of deals with that. Hey, fatty. Uh, and it's it Can was total boots? shock. He never talks that way. Yeah. But... Um, just by him, this one resident, he, the first time I'd experienced him as a person and I had knelt down, you know, kind of just bent over to see him, you know, what he needed because he's always in a wheelchair and he's like, nice boobs. And yeah. I'm like, Hey, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that would, that would work for me at this yeah, point in my life. You know, I take I mean, every compliment. Sure. You know, yeah. it's a compliment. So it is. Yeah. But <laughs> who's, is there uh I guess I asked horniest old man. Is there uh I've seen a couple um, in the furniture store getting chairs and where I feel like they're doing a character who's pitiful almost. Like, I can't get this chair. It moves too fast for me. Oh. Or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. just a lot. But this one lady was just pouring it on to the... And I'm like, is this a fucking... (laughs) Like, an act or is this real? Are we on a play? Yeah, yeah. What are the archetypes in your mind? Like, are there certain... uh, If you classified people into five... Mm -hmm categories or whatever what are the things that stick out well we have the very dramatics okay oh they just do it for all kinds of attention you know i can't lift my arm to put it in the sleeve you need to do it for me well you're very capable of walking across the room yeah yes you can put your arm in the shirt how frustrating does that get i would think that would almost be the hardest then it yeah Yeah. it is because then it becomes a big argument right and then then you have to say i'm not going to argue with you either we're going to do this or i'm leaving the room yeah so you're still gonna have to put it on yourself. I mean, yeah, you're capable. What's an ex- uh, What are other examples of that that you've seen? Um, well, and then we have the ones that are violent, you know, for sure, that are just constantly angry. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely With the good one reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's lots of reasons to why they're angry. Has there ever been one who's violent? Who's, you know, I would think by and large, a lot of them are, you know, feeble mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. First of all, are you a tough lady? Like, I mean, would you classify yourself as that? Like, I mean, you can handle physical. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would think so. Yeah. But, and then, uh, has there ever been someone where you go, "This guy's going to take three orderlies or four orderlies"? Like, mm-hmm. this guy's, you yeah. know, tough. Then you have to get reinforcement. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, you definitely. Then you go in with for sure a nurse. You go in with two or three other aides. Have you ever seen someone knocked out? Or, like, what's the worst you've seen someone hurt (laughs) Um, of your, you know, probably your staff members, I would imagine. Well, I mean, we've had two pregnant ones that have been sent to the hospital because they've been punched in the abdomen. No. Yeah, one one gal was, it caused bleeding from the the force of the punch. Yeah. That's the worst shit I ever heard. Yeah. That is horrible. Mm Mm-hmm. How far along in the pregnancy was it? Was it, like... Seven months. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like the, like the... I mean, was that a total error, or was there ever where someone was out of it and they're mad and they're targeting that? Would you say any idea? I'd say both. 
Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. H- how about um, have you ever had where a coworker is being abusive to? Yes. A resident, really? Yeah, and I've had to re- do a report on that. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you can share with it, like about it, or like how oh, you yeah. suspected it, or whatever? Yeah, I was uh, training a new CNA, and and I feel horrible for her. It was her first day mm-hmm. on the floor, and we had just had a death, so you know we had to prepare the body for that, and then um, we had this other gal. Um, she had been there probably about three weeks, and she was bringing a resident down to his room to get ready for bed and she's pushing him down in his chair and his chair reclined all the way back well this resident is always happy chipper doesn't talk or anything can't walk and i peeked out the door to see where she was at and here she's hitting his legs to the point where i mean this resident is very stiff and she's moving his legs off of the leg rest okay well it takes a lot for us to even move his legs right so you're hitting him really hard well, she gets him into the room, and was she hitting with like like a hard push with two hands or like a, no? She a was swing and swinging, right. swinging her arm into his legs or her hand, and she comes into the room, and so I told the gal I was training. I said, okay, well, you and I are gonna just get this resident ready for bed, and I told the gal that was pushing the wheelchair. I said, you need to step over here, away from the resident. So we got the resident you know, stood up. He can't walk or anything, but you can stand him. And we got him stood up. Well, the resident was standing there and the aide, she had said, well, I'm going to, you know, get his bottom changed and washed up. And I said, no, you need to go get the nurse and she can help us because it takes three to do this job. And she's like, nope, I'm going to do it. And she went and grabbed the brief. She rips it down and she grabs a rag and she was washing him. You know, as I'm telling her to stop, she is grabbing his genitals and the resident is screaming out, and I'm like yelling at her, "Get away from this resident!" Well, now you have, you know, a 250-pound male, and two females holding him up, and you can't let go of him; he's gonna fall. Mm-hmm. And I'm yelling at her to get away from the resident, and then yelling for the nurse to get in there. And so, so, so it was like you two holding him up, and then she's standing in front, grabbing she, his genitals. She's behind him. Behind him. Because usually you. Um, when you're cleaning someone, you stand behind them and you reach around to clean because then you're going to put the go brief back. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought and it was then a back-to-front well, wiping <laughs> thing or front-to-back. You back. do back-to-front, but you're also in the position to put a brief on the okay. resident. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess what I'm wondering is, is was she one of them holding him up or just... No. Okay, so she, it's like almost like a fight where in the 50s where you hold someone's arms and then someone punches them. No, no. But I'm mm. saying... No. <laughs> I know she wasn't doing that. I'm saying, no. like, she had, like, there's nothing you guys can do. No, because... She's got free reign. Right. right. Yeah, because our arms are tied just yeah. by holding this person. And when you say grabbing his genitals, do you mean, like, with force to, like... His scrotum, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where's the scrotum? Yeah. I don't um, know. Do you have one? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it... What, Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So she was doing it to inflict pain. Right. So then... What an evil fucking bitch. Holy shit. Yeah. So then I pushed my body up against the resident to push her away. Yeah. To get her off of this resident. And then my... The, uh, um, CNA, You're using him as a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> the CNA that I'm training is on the left side of the resident. And I'm like, you know, you make sure you got him. Because I'm going to let go on my left arm. She's like, okay. And... So as I let go to push her out of the way, she went around the left side of his ear, and I heard her say, 
I'm going to fucking grab this body spray and spray it in your eyes. And then I'm like. What the fuck? Yeah. Of Old Spice he had in his room. Not Old Spice. Uh, Burns. I know. Yeah. And I was just, get the out of here. Yeah. And so. I bet it was hard not to be violent toward her, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, to see someone attack someone vulnerable Mm -hmm. is truly like maybe the lowest. How old was this lady? Like. She was, I think, 45. It was in the Prior Lake paper. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then, yep. so was that, you must have suspected there was more that you didn't see, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Did stuff come to light? Mm-hmm. Was there ever stuff? She was doing, I guess, um, hospice care and in-home care. So. Was she a black, like a whatever, black, like, what is it? Uh, know, black widow kill people yeah, yeah i think that the right? police were saying that she probably was one of the really gals like that yeah wow mm-hmm. wow and were there ever signs after she was gone to where you went oh i should have or you know where like i would imagine residents are always saying things to you mm-hmm. right like if they don't like someone or, or right. whatever They'll, was there ever things sometimes that, make up things so that a person I'm doesn't sure. come into their room yep right mm-hmm. oh um, were there things like that that when you went back you went Ooh, yeah then really I mean we we always investigate you know we have social workers that come in and we'll question the resident and things are always investigated but then when this situation occurred then you go back and you start reading back through statements residents make and you're like yeah gosh right I'm you sure know, one of those items or situations statements that were made probably was the situation mm-hmm yeah is and Man, how about, let's see, how about resident on resident stuff? Violence. Yeah, 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 like Mm -hmm. resident on resident violence. Yeah, there is a lot of that in locked units. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you get in a regular typical nursing home is George is mad at Susie because she bumped his wheelchair getting out of the dining room, you know. Yeah. And then he's yelling at her. What's the most petty, (laughs) strong argument you've seen? Um, like ever anything that came close to blows or was, but no, I mean, I, I mean, I've actually seen residents rip each other out of wheelchairs in the locked unit (laughs) and then throw them on the ground and start fighting each other. That's what happens when you cheat at bingo. You don't (laughs) seeing someone on the ground. I wanted the tie teddy bear. (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah. I would just imagine see, oh my God, Like, like everything about it is tragically funny in a way right like it's like they pull him out of the wheelchair you like you'd feel so bad but then if the guy on the ground's trying to talk shit still <laughs> or like even oh get down here with me i'll kick your fucking ass or or even just oh, of course you threw me out of my wheelchair now there's nothing i can do or I'm, yeah oh my god what <laughs> what is that pretty close to yeah, yeah what you're hearing if I wasn't in this wheelchair, yeah, kick, yeah. Then you hear about it for. I'll the roll next over your fucking seat. <laughs> do people have like when they're in the wheelchair to like carry the cane with them too, and like so that way they can use that as a weapon? Yeah, that's some, what I do. Some I... do that, and then you know they're tapping doorways and oh yeah, hitting the bottoms of chairs. And... When my grandpa Alvin was in an old folks' home, mm-hmm. he knew I was a degenerate early on, so he <laughs> he got he tapped me to sneak in Miller High Life ponies for him. Oh. And that was a big thing, so I was always bringing in ponies for him all the time. And I just, I didn't even, whatever. I thought it was fun, but now Looking I realize, like, I don't know, maybe it was, <laughs> I wonder if I caused problems. Like, so I, 
You know, he probably selling, really did. He's yeah. selling them to the other residents. Gabe supplying right. old folks home with. Yeah. Oh, how about um, opiate theft? No, no. That must be well, out mean, of hand, I would think. Like, I mean, people trying to, their family members, all that kind of stuff. Um, You don't, <clears throat> I mean, meds to a resident is all tracked and stuff, you know, with nurses giving them to them. Because, oh, right, because their meds are not in their, in their right. space. This is, it's not it's like not, a medicine cabinet down in the hall yeah. where everybody just goes and grabs right. what they need. Yeah. You just have like yeah. a it's not independent. Right. Yeah. It's not independent or assisted living. How about addiction in there then? Like, I mean, do you ever see stuff where doctors are so over-prescribing where you go? Mm, no. No? I mean, I've been at facilities where some residents see. Now, this is there's such a, a huge gap. There's no median line for medication anymore. Um, one facility for a locked unit I worked in, you know, if there's strong, heavy behaviors, they get sent out to the Jerry psych. Well, the specific Jerry site they use, they're over medicating, and then they're snowing the residents. You know, what does they that call mean? it snowing them. Snowing them, where you're just over, over, over. Okay, you're still, yeah. And they can't walk. They if they did walk before, you you have to use a lift now to get them moved around, and they're that out of it. And and do you get to intervene in any way or say We've, anything to? Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. because we're firsthand caregivers sure. to the resident. And we go and tell the nurse, and then the nurse is like, yeah, I'm fully aware, you know, we're the ones still having to give the med. Yeah. And, that you know, they can't eat then because they're not awake. They're not yeah. taking in fluids because they're not awake. And we then are sending, the nurses are sending reports to the coordinators and other people in the nursing home. You know, this shouldn't right. be occurring. Okay. So you guys can make a, whatever, yeah. a difference with it. Sort of. But then there's the other flip side of it where you have doctors that don't believe in any type of pain medication except Tylenol and then we have residents that absolutely they need some right. sort of heavier pain medication because they are in severe pain right and those doctors that's gotta be give them super anything. frustrating too mm -hmm. right yeah because yeah. all they do is cry in pain really mm -hmm. oh man i didn't suffering. know that was that yeah. um i don't know i guess i didn't know that doctors went that far necessarily yeah. I've, I've seen that for my wisdom sure. teeth, uh, whatever. Except. <laughs> are, how are you? How involved are you in like the initial day one when they get there? Like, is it they're fighting? Like, I don't want to be here, but my daughter dropped me off, or is it more like a yay? I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I mean, if they happen to show up when I am on shift, and you know, a percentage of them where I'm at right now, they're there for rehab. So they've fallen, broke a hip, they had a hip replacement. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be there for a month. And then they're going to heal, get physical therapy, and go home. Um, other ones that are there are moving from assisted living into the nursing home because they just, you know, they can't care for themselves. And generally, their attitude is, I'm okay with this, let's just get it done. Uh, we have one or two people that come through and they are pissed either way they shouldn't be there and it's a fight the whole time really mm -hmm. do, they, do they try to escape no i mean if someone was to try to walk out then they get a wander guard a what a wander guard it's called so oh like somebody that watches them no it's like a um, tether no <laughs> it's a little rope no yeah. I'm just kidding. so it's Tying a little to like a stake <laughs> yeah you can only go this far 50 feet that's it <laughs> um there's a little square box it's attached to a 
band. Oh, like and a like a house shot arrest. Yeah, it looks like a tiny shot little. They buzz it. When it it's like yeah. an invisible fence that they put around the outside of the Here's building. Here's your perimeter. Yep. Yeah, alarm sound. And I mean, our facility isn't a locked unit, but there is alarms on the doors. So if a resident was to who has a wander guard went up to a door, it would lock for 15 seconds, and then, you know, it's, it would unlock. But it gives us enough time to be aware. Okay, this resident's by the door. A question I started to ask that I, I, I again, didn't follow through on. Mm -hmm. When people get lucid, like, you know, when you're wiping their ass kind of thing like right. that. So I, I just have a, a, a very strong embarrassment mechanism, I guess. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's very choosy, but I know, like, when uh, we've had paramedic episodes before, and I always wonder how I'm, when I think of that, mm -hmm. I would be deeply embarrassed if just that people are carrying me out of my own house, it, it, I, I don't know. It would just really uh, bother me. Do you see people who really struggle with that? Like you must, like mm -hmm. where they're apologizing as you're wiping their ass oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And what do they say? Like, what are examples? Oh, I'm so sorry, dear. You have to do this. Oh, you know, especially if they uh, pass this gas. This is a really smelly one too. Yeah. If they pass gas is yeah. the biggest thing. And I said, this is what I always follow with, you know, it's, this is what I always say. We all pass gas. It's a natural thing. And if it's not paying rent, you kick it out. Just kick it out. That's Let right. Let it all go. If I was Let a, it rip. I mean. I'd be like, can't you guys, like, can't you guys get, like, a, what's it, a bidet? A, to wash the bottom? Yeah. That's that's what, what I'd be like. Hey, I'm a, knows. Yeah. I'm a See? CNA. <laughs> I want a bidet, so I ain't got to wipe asses no more. I, I have a feeling, though, that would cause a bigger mess because they wouldn't then be probably using it to wipe their bottom or clean their bottom. They'd be playing in that. Yeah, but if you were there, instead of gloving up and well, yeah. reaching around, you just say, hey, sit down. <laughs> go, go we're going to spray you. your bottom. <laughs> How numb are you to shit smells now and all that stuff? Like, I mean, you know, truthfully. And a lot of people wonder that. Yeah. So I could go into any room, wipe the, the most horrendous poopy mess, and go eat a sandwich. I mean, it's really? not... The worst smell is of someone with a healthy diet and very little medication in them. That is the worst really? smelling stool ever. Yeah. But most residents, they're on so much medication, it doesn't, it it's all good, has the solid, same smell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a, a very distressing, <laughs> I have a thing once that happened to me, and uh, I had trouble passing the uh, stool. Yep. Yeah. Got stuck. Yeah. And had to reach her. It's a you had to dig it out. Story. Yeah. yeah. Does that happen? Yeah. Often. Yeah. We have to dig it out sometimes. That. Nope. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That because I gotta say, I fucking would have if there was a gun in the bathroom, I would <laughs> killed myself before I'd let another human being get back there. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I have a gross ass anyway. Like I actually want to show you mine to see how I compare with a lot of your residents because I have. Well, I'm sure you redness. have more hair on your ass than a lot of the people I care for. Why is that? Well, you know, by the age of 80, your hair has pretty much fallen off your body. It you even falls off hair. your ass? Yeah. You don't have much hair by then. Huh. Yeah. How about when a, when a resident dies, mm -hmm. is there ever, you know, some people, when they die, you're kind of a little bit happy, you know? Like, like, do you ever have trouble with gloating of other residents? Like, ah, finally he's gone. <laughs> No, it's more of I'm relieved that this person's passed because they're not suffering anymore. Oh, I'm not saying you. I'm saying other residents. Oh, oh. So the residents themselves are like doing the hoorah, Johnny's passed. No, because they really kind of just lose track of who's not at the dinner table anymore. Yeah. And 
uh, I mean, the longest one I've experienced was, let's see, October 8th to, when is the date today? The 7th. 7th. So it was two months and I think three days a resident went without eating and just sips of water. Two months and three days? Mm-hmm. And How then passed. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, most people that knew him, they didn't realize the resident wasn't going down for supper anymore, wasn't coming out to activities. and. Huh. Yeah. Did And is this like a choice that he was I'm not not gonna yeah. eat you don't like at that point do you not like sedate him feeding tubes or something mm -hmm. or no 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 because there's so much um resident rights now which is good I mean they have a voice now residents sure. do and the elderly um if they don't want to be washed up you don't force it you know you just say okay I'm not going to wash you up for a month if they continually you, you'll reapproach you know five right. six times but that's it's when you have, right. like, a water balloon fight or something like that in there. <laughs> that's just, a yeah. good idea. Soapy water and water balloons. <laughs> yeah. Um, if they choose not to eat, that's their right to not eat. Huh. The other thing, okay, so death, mm -hmm. obviously, right? Yep. How many people have you been in the room with watching die? Well, in the last two months, 12. Oh, my fucking Jesus. God. That's too many. Yeah. 12 in two months? Yeah. Yeah. How? What does that do to you, to your soul, to your, like... I mean, really, like, what is it? Was there a period that that was very damaging to you, and now well, you see it as a beautiful thing? No, I've always seen. I, I originally wanted to be a mortician, um, but you have to go through seven years of schooling, which is equivalent to a doctor. Yeah. Because you have to know the front of the house and the back of the house, and then you have to know someone who owns a business. And you have to know someone who dies. Yeah. <laughs> see? Yeah. You have to have your clientele. And yeah. Have a good area for it. Um, yeah, so I didn't go that route, and death has always intrigued me. Yeah. Um, it's, I think, a beautiful process, you know. Do you really think? Yeah. Yeah? Mm hmm What, what is, what turns you on about it? No. Well, no, what's, it's, what's, what's the beautiful part of it for you? To me, it's the fact that you, one, getting, you know, once they get sick, a person, or if they're put on hospice and they're still semi-healthy, <clears throat> you can start talking to them about their life history what their family was like you know get all those stories initially and then as their body's declining just being supportive of this process mm -hmm. and reassuring them it's going to be okay um, they're not alone and you know asking them at times are you scared you know it's okay to go to this ne next part of life and reassuring them you know hopefully you'll get to see your wife or your husband yeah you know, I don't know what the afterlife is, but... Yeah. That was my next question. <laughs> no. No, do, do you know... Uh, so, what percentage of those people do you feel like are scared? Uh, I'd say 25%. Okay. Yeah. Really? So, I mean, most people, mm -hmm. whatever, are stiff upper lip about it? Yeah. How many people are uh, lusting after death? Because my grandpa Alvin uh, was, like, he was always like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I, like, I believed him. Yeah. And I was, thought it was very interesting because he did not believe in heaven or whatever he wasn't religious so it's like this life is the only one you know but you're ready to, to like check out of it like right he's you know just what I mean? he's experienced his life he doesn't want to have to be in pain anymore or he's fulfilled everything he had desired for and yeah mm -hmm. is it hard to watch him when they're scared like it is. like is that yeah I, it's harder when 
I say to them and try to re reassure them and they don't grasp that reassurance I'm giving them. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm terrified for them because when they do pass, what if they're still not secure with it and then they feel lost? Have you ever seen that? Like, I mean, have you ever seen like real terror as they're going out? Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a nightmare to me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I mean, that I've only experienced that twice and I honestly believe that happened because... For them, it was like they had woke up for a second. And, you know, people, when they are dying, they come in and out of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And the last stage of death is apnea sets in. So when you're two to three minutes with apnea where you're stopping breathing and you have shallow breathing going on, um, this one resident had woken up for, you know, I don't know if it was just to see if the specific family member was there. Because mm -hmm. usually it, it takes a specific person in their life to give them the, you know, the okay in their mind to pass on or for their body to shut down. And then also medication, you know, mm -hmm. because a lot of people will, <clears throat> in this generation of elderly, they refuse medications because they, through their life, they never took anything for pain. Sure. And to give them Dilaudid or morphine Oof, or you anything. You got any of that on you? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't carry that on hand. <laughs> they don't want to take it. Yeah. And once you finally get to that point in their mind that it is okay, then that allows the body, once it's relaxed, it can die. Um, because the only thing keeping it going usually is the stress of the pain. That's usually what really? someone to last two months without eating or drinking very much water is because of the pain. Right. Yeah. How much do you believe in the whole thing? You know, like I've heard many stories of people where they go, you know, he waited for me to get there mm -hmm. to, to pat. Like, oh, I mean, absolutely. you fully believe that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's like, that's fascinating to me mm -hmm. that there's that whatever inside. Yeah. We yeah. just had um, the one resident that went two months without eating. Um, his wife had actually had a stroke, massive stroke in uh, his husband's bathroom or her husband's bathroom. And she had lived in the building in assisted living. And then um, he had had a dream. So she had, had the stroke Saturday night and then Sunday morning because I was working a day shift I came in to get him up and he still didn't know his wife had passed because she passed on you know like 3 a.m. I think it was and he goes oh I had a nightmare that my wife had passed and she was standing in front of me and I, he's like I just it was the worst nightmare ever and we all knew she had passed but he didn't know yet because wow. his family was coming to tell him and so that definitely shows spirits can come to talk to you sure because he had no clue and so the family came that afternoon to tell him you know mom had passed and um he then was aware and that's when he decided i'm gonna stop eating i'm gonna stop drinking i want to go be with her and that's his right to do that so then wow once he got to the point of his last hours um of being on this planet um and it had taken about a day and a half because i had worked an overnight and finally got him convinced, yes, it's okay to take this pain med. It's going to help your body. It's going to allow it to relax and, and finally go through the last stages. You have to take this. And then he finally got the pain meds in, and then they were able to keep up on it, you know, once getting the first initial pain meds in them. So then the last few hours of him being alive, um, he had started the apnea, the shallow breathing. Well, then they were timing it. He was about a minute of intervals. So they called his son to come in and be there with him. 
What's that? So it's like contractions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his son rushed in there, and within five minutes, he said, Dad, I'm here with you, grabbed his hand. His, you know, the gentleman opened his eyes, looked at his son, and he took his last breath, and that was it. Wow. That was his okay to go. Did you just go home and get mad at your husband right away for not being, like, not loving you enough like that? No, what a no, great he, story. He <laughs> like, loves me so much. No, yeah. I know. But it's like, really, like, that's sort of a great love story when yeah. you think of that. Is, mm-hmm. is there, are there things like that that you see? Like, what are the things in your years of doing this that have um, touched you the most that have been, like, the greatest stories, I guess, of that? Is that one of them? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, how about last words? Any Any, like... Anyone with, like, particularly funny last words or charming or anything like that? I had a resident that um, was so obsessed with wanting to get me a novelty plate that said Ashley on it. And so she had gotten to a point where she got real ill, and we, you know, we're going in there every two hours repositioning her, and she got to the last stages of, of the process of death, and I was holding her hand, and... I told her, it's okay, you know, you're getting to the end. It's okay to be scared. I'm here with you. And she looked over at me, and and she opened her eyes, and her frail little body, I mean, she was tiny to begin with, and she opens her mouth, and I leaned in because I'm like, she's going to say something. And she goes, I'm still going to get that plate for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Why would this be the only thing you're going to say? Right, and we didn't hear anything else from her after that. That was it, right? Should have like got the plate, like hit it somewhere in the nursing home, and be like, "Check the second drawer." Yeah, (laughs) walk over. Here's the scavenger hunt. What What do you um? What is advice you give? Because obviously, so I mean, have you seen a hundred? Like, have you sat with a hundred people dying? Oh, I'm sure well over a hundred. Right. That's, and. I mean, I would think just. You know, we had a paramedic episode, and he said kind of the same thing. And mm-hmm. for him, it was a lot, I mean, in a way, l- less beautiful, let's say, because it's at the end of a accident, obviously, right? right? Yep. And they're in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. He has no relationship with them, and they would, you know, try to impart this. So it's a real responsibility, I guess. Have mm-hmm. you ever had that uh, where you have to, I don't know, where you know, where you have to tell loved ones, you know, his last words or send a message or anything like that? No. No. Um, generally just because, I mean, in, in the setting I'm in, we track it so close that we get family in there, mm-hmm. you know, soon enough. And then, you know, like I said, there are the ones that don't want to be involved or be a part of this experience. So, um, if there is anything that the resident is saying during their last time on earth, yeah, we generally write it down. And then once the family member comes in to collect belongings, uh, from their room, then we yeah. give them that huh. written down note. And then, is there anything? So I have I have a friend whose father passed recently, and he was telling me about that situation, and and he said something that I thought was kind of beautiful or whatever. He said something about when he was in there, just how he was really telling his dad that it's okay to go, you mm-hmm. know, and and that you know to let uh, go, and- you know. People will remember, like, well, you know, my daughter will remember you and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you see a you know, is there advice you have for someone who's, you know, who has a loved one who's dying? Are there things that you've seen that they want to hear or should hear? Or? Definitely the reassurance that, like that it's stuff. okay to go. Yeah. That, you know, I'm a lot of family. You don't die on me, man. Don't you fucking lot, die on me. A lot of people do that. It's, do they really? Yeah. 
I mean, I find it to be very selfish and I understand yeah. you want to hold on to grandma. You want to hold on to your wife or your husband, but the person's suffering, you know, you yeah. just got to let them be and, right. and go. Ooh, that'd be so hard to walk by mm -hmm. and, and listen to. Mm -hmm. Are you generally in the room with them when that's going on? Like, I mean, Sometimes. do you have to stand in the back kind yeah. of? And, yeah. yeah, we're not right up next to <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, like, hey, what'd you say? Right. Repeat that. No. Yeah. No. no, no, do it this time with a little more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coaching them. Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, do you, you know, do um, loved ones come to you for sort of advice in that situation? Not so much. Su it's not um, advice. We give them support. Sure. You know, so we'll, I mean... I've experienced it a lot. I don't know. I just have that way with people, I guess. You yeah. know, I'll go past a room if I'm going to another room and I'll see someone standing in the room, a relative crying. So then I'll just pop in and, you know, do you need anything, tissue or some coffee or water? And then they'll stand there and look at me and I'm like, and I love to give hugs. Like that's mm -hmm. my big thing. And so I'm like, me come here and, you know, yeah. I'll just give you a hug and. And then that follows with, you know, dad was so good and he's a wonderful man. And I just keep reassuring him, you know, he loves you and, but this is what yeah. he needs, you know, he needs to go. Are there ever, I don't know, like, I, I would just think it's such a fraught thing, I guess, death and all, and pe people's relationships with their parents can be so complicated and stuff. Mm -hmm. Are there any that stick out to you there where you just go, I don't know, just where they're particularly, uh, I don't know, any that stick out to you in any way where it's hard uh, to be around or whatever. Yeah, I mean, one's definitely where you haven't seen dad or mom for 20 years and you're here to wow say goodbye. You know, and I, I don't know, part of me, I shouldn't think this, but I feel like you're just doing it for image, Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then, because the, the Don't you ever want to, like, sneak around and, and hear what that person says almost? Yeah. Like, I mean, absolutely, mm -hmm. I would think. I do. You know, because the residents do tell you everything about their life. Right. You know, because we do get to talking, and they know a lot about us, you know. Yeah. Our family and what we like and down to our favorite color. I mean. Is that the best part of the job in a way? Like, I mean, kind of hearing about everyone's lives and, and Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a real gossip, so I would just like, <laughs> I mean, you know, not even in a negative way. Right. Just I, I'm, I'm interested in yeah. all that stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, how about you ever see a, a mistress show up? Anything like that? No. Where like you well, guys have to remain discreet? There, there was a situation at a facility that um, the resident was actively dying and the wife lived in a, another part of the building and she would come down and she would visit her husband. And I'm like, you know, that's really great. She's being supportive. I feel so sorry. She's going to lose her husband. Well, I was heading upstairs. I had to get something from their main dining room. And I looked over, and she was sitting on this couch they had in their big living room area. And she was making out with this other guy. And I'm like, what? what is going on here? So I run downstairs, and I'm asking my coworker, well, what is so-and-so doing with this gentleman? You know, that her husband's right down here. And she was like, well, no, that's her boyfriend. And she's living with him and waiting for her husband to pass. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, why Right. Why would she do that? But people do it. Wow. You know, or they have spouses that are, and I understand, you got to move on with your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I suppose, but you don't have to bring them to the fucking <laughs> home. Same, yeah. same yeah. home. You want me to yeah. move over on the bed? You guys can have some fun. <laughs> um, how about uh, things in people's asses? 
Yeah. So we had great segue. <laughs> Thanks. It's <laughs> the one thing we knew going into great this. segue. Yeah. So we had a <clears throat> a resident. Um, so we have carts, you know, for med carts that move around, and we keep flashlights on our carts, you know, in case mm-hmm. the power goes out or whatever. How long are these flashlights? Well, they're the mag mag lights. They look like um, the security guard. The cop light. Yeah. yeah. Or the big long. Like ones. a forearm almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And no, 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 no. not the big forearm. The big forearm. Like the big like. The big long black ones. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. The big metal long black. Ones. That was my nickname in high school, Maglite. <laughs> and so we were, you know, just get on shift, and one of the nurses like, "Hey, has anyone seen my flashlight?" And we're like, "No, we'll go check each wing and see if it's over there. Maybe got left on one of our desks." So we're looking around. No, no flashlight, not covered. Okay, well, we'll go about our day and it will show up, I'm sure. And so a couple days go by, three days to be exact, and the resident um, comes out to the, the one of the carts and was like, oh, I think I need to go to the hospital. Oh, fuck. And we're like, well, what's the problem? You know, are you ha- having a horrible migraine? What's your stomach? Is it bothering you? And he's like, well, I can't poop. And so the nurse was like, okay, well, let's go into the bathroom. <laughs> the goddamn flashlight in the way. <laughs> let's go to the bathroom and and we'll check out. Maybe, you know, you have to be unimpacted. And the nurse I'll goes see. in there and all of a sudden you hear, oh, my God. And so she yells out. She really, like, yelled it out loud yeah, like that? It, you know, it's so hard to keep I'm sure. natural responses. Say, yeah, and when, like, somebody flashes a light in your eye, you <laughs> sure. say something. <laughs> Beep, 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 yeah. So, Morse code for yeah, constipated. Say, yeah. Morse code. So um, one of the other nurses goes in there, and she was like, that's where that damn flashlight went. And so then they come out, and they're like, yeah, we got to take you in to have this removed. And so then the nurses, you know, because we're all talking about it, how yeah. the hell do you get a, one of those flashlights up your ass? And How? Right. That's yeah, really my next question. Yeah, you just shove it up there, I guess. Okay. Yeah. You know. Unbelievable. Not the light end first. He's got to bottom it out like a catcher, like <laughs> kind of set it on the ground. And Was it lens down That's or lens out? Yeah, lens down. Lens down, not. Got to. You yeah. have to. Handle right. first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did it turn up on on the way in? <laughs> yeah. Was it, did it run out of batteries? <laughs> uh, what was he saying? Or like, did he say anything? It just was normal to him. I mean, this happened... I put a lot of things in there. Another, my ass. yeah. I mean, that's just. What other stuff people like that? People do that. Yeah. Uh, well, they're at, I mean, this nurse no longer works for the facility that this occurred at, but she decided to decide, she decided to unpack a resident with a plastic spoon instead of KY in your fingers. And a nurse had Honestly, went Honestly, I understand. No, you don't I do understand. that. You don't do that. <laughs> to break off. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a spork. No. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Hmm. Do I yeah. want to use my own two fingers? Oh, or you can't decide God. between a fork and a spoon. So Dig this out. Yeah, we're just going to get the spoon. Can someone go to KFC? <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm-mm. So what happened with that digging out? Like, can you someone a, walk in on it? Yeah, yeah. First. To check to see what she, you know, how she was doing, if she needed help or anything, and and... Here she is with the plastic spoon. And then what? Someone yelled, hey, you can't. You, yeah, you can't. You got to you, use your fingers. Like, what are what? you doing? Why? Yeah. 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 
You, you, this you guys ever realize the way we're doing it is gross? <laughs> <laughs> she was an innovator. Yeah, and, we don't have spoons for this to begin with. Right. I mean, why do you think you'd use a wooden or a plastic spoon? Yeah. How about things like, you know, there's a lot of weird, especially, I guess, what are some of the more extreme um, byproducts of having uh, dementia, Alzheimer's? Like, are there behaviors like, you know, you hear people like eating dryer mm-hmm. sheets, for instance, and things yeah. like that. Is oh, that... yeah. I mean, you just don't really have anything out. Yeah. Um, we had a resident that would continually, um, a lot, like, they'll pee anywhere. Yeah. The males will. Sure, the males. You know. Marking yeah. territory. Mm-hmm. Women don't necessarily, you know. They they have, the females tend to, when they go to the bathroom, they think that they're wiping and it's obviously going from back to front mm-hmm. and then we're getting it all over the place Yeah, because we don't realize we don't know how to do this correctly. But, right. Um, so then we have that mess to clean up. But, um, oh. you know, like taking containers, if sometimes, you know, like napkins are left out, then they're eating that or paper um, for severe dementia or if a plant is sitting on the counter because... Someone thought it would be great to have a plant, and here now half the plant is in a person. I mean. Jesus. Yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm still going the suicide thing. I, I don't know how yeah. you can think of this as a, like, really, it's so disturbing to me, like, yeah. the, to be that. Mm-hmm. And and for you, is it you just have faith in the people taking care of you, like, that, that uh, you know, like, do you think they're living a viable life? Like a, I mean, I know it's not rewarding life, but quality of life yeah i mean i mean is there quality of life do you think oh yeah 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 okay absolutely i mean it depends on who's caring for them sure definitely they still have a quality of life huh yeah i mean people that come to visit them you know they have those moments of seeing you know this is my granddaughter or this is my daughter sure yeah you know and all right i get that now that helps Mm mm-hmm and then how about the uh, last one I have for this before we get to the uh, prison stuff is uh, Lincoln ulcers. Yes. What are those? Those are the worst ulcers you could get. So uh, we had one resident who had gotten those, and they're usually on the bottom side of your body, so on your rump, and mm-hmm. they are a fast-progressing ulcer. So essentially it starts as this tiny little red mark you know, from sitting or laying on your side or laying in bed, and it starts real small, and it just shoots out into your bottom area, and it, the ulcer is eating from the outside in. So it just starts turning your, liquefying your flesh, and then it will eat its way into your, your bone. And Jesus. Yeah, and it has what? just this horrible How long do you have to it. lay in bed before that happens? Well, I mean, it once... my alarm. So, yeah, so am I in danger? You're like, yeah. this is how, how I'm going to do it. How long is this episode Yeah. Can we stand up? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not I, I mean, a I don't, common thing. I don't understand how it eats from the outside. Because it starts, you know, the, the ulcer will start on the outside because it's a pressure sore. Okay. And the specific type of ulcer being the worst type of ulcer you could get... Um, it's such a fast-moving ulcer that... What is an ulcer, I guess I should ask? Uh, uh, pressure sore. It is just, just pressure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if someone is in the you know, wheelchair bound and they're not getting up out of that chair to relieve the pressure you mm-hmm. know, for 15 minutes every couple times a day and, or is 
bed bound and we're not repositioning every yeah. two hours. Yeah, and I mean, I've heard of bed sores before. I didn't know that they eat up into your bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... I mean, we had a resident, literally, you could go in um, with both fists all the way to his spine. What the fuck? Yeah. Get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here, lady. Yeah. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> fists all the way to the spine? Yeah, literally, you could go... Did that Straight in. whoever was in charge get fired then? Right, like for, you, hey guys, you, you obviously don't do your job. Do? Yeah. No, no, it's just because I mean these these sores once they get to the point it they just progress so fast. Wow! You, like yeah. like if you have one, can you like cut around the ulcer mm. and take it out? Like what, how no. do you stop it from going? Like once you, you, just you have it, to pack it with gauze and. Well, yeah, you would pack it and clean it, and you have a wound specialist that comes in. But oh my god! Yeah. That's why it's so important to keep someone off their bottom as much as possible. And, you know, if they are bed bound, you've got to reposition. Right. You know, rotating them every two hours. Jeez. Huh. What? That's that's crazy. Two fists to the spine? Yeah. All the way through the back. Mm-hmm. So where were they on the back? Like lower back? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And this was a large gentleman. So he had a lot of tissue from... You know, yeah. the start of where you could go in at all the way back. Which, and this segment has been brought to you by Tempur-Pedic. Uh, <laughs> Tempur-Pedic beds are 100% pressure point relieving. And hey. uh, it's the most uh, rewarding night of sleep you'll ever dream about. Anyway, thank you, Tempur-Pedic. Um, what, okay, so how, how about this? Oh, oh, go ahead. So just two things to kind of backtrack a little bit. So when you said, like, people have people that like they're holding out for before they die like mm-hmm. when the guy sees his son now it's okay to die yeah do they have people like that they tell you like oh i fucking hope that so-and-so doesn't because if so-and-so comes in like that, that kill me now like i don't want to see this person before i go no they haven't had any no. specific i mean if if they have someone that they absolutely can't have come into their life at this point in time you know, we know before they would even oh, okay. get to that. I feel like that right. would be my list. Like, like if, if my ex-wife comes yeah, in here. Yeah, like, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Looks like it's time to go. Do mm-hmm. you ever have issues? Because, you know, I'm sure the, the people get get attached to you, right, mm-hmm. often. Oh, has anyone ever put money in a will f- for you? Like, no. unexpectedly or whatever. No. no? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had that general comment. Well, you're such a good, you know, helper. I'm going to put you in my will. And, and then I'm like, no, no, don't. No. <laughs> That's awkward. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 30, 30%. Um, what, so do you ever get jealousy with, like, you know, a daughter comes in who's maybe not as close with oh, yeah. her dad and, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Have you ever had, a, whatever, an issue with it? Um, I just, it's very awkward for me when I experience You can that. feel it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because it usually follows with, well, Mom, I take care of you, too. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Because it's the resident saying, honey, you are the greatest, or sweetie, mm-hmm. you're the best, or you take such good care of me, you, you know, this is the best care I've ever had, and then that family member is standing in the room, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go, and then that family member will follow us, well, Mom, I take care of you, too, you know, yeah. I'm here right now. Oh, man. Yeah. You say, yeah, you're a shitty daughter. I'm better. I've replaced you. So you obviously worked at the, uh, home, I was about to say homeless shelter, the old folks home um, dealing with the just everyday, opposite. everyday people. And then you also worked where you were dealing with people that were on the end of their like life sentences for was it like murder or like what was some of the, the yeah. 
how violent of criminals were you working with? Well, anything from murder, pedophiles, serial rapists. Was that harder to take care of a serial rapist or a pedophile than like a murderer? Like, what did you still have the same outlook as? Oh, this is a beautiful end process, or you like? No, it definitely <laughs> it's beautiful. Is, yeah, definitely, yeah. I can't mentally separate because um, you have to give the same amount of compassion and care, you know, mm-hmm. for these individuals. Why did um, you take the job? Well, um, let's see now, two years ago, my ex was convicted and sentenced to 26 years in prison for um, three first-degree charges of rape and molestation against my oldest daughter. Oh, no, yeah. And so for me, I thought mentally this would be a way to process, you know, through that experience um, to work with just... To see the face of of people who do it, yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, I it's just that same arrogance that I lived with for seven years with this individual. I experienced with these pedophiles on a daily basis. You don't feel whatever contrition from them Mm -hmm. at all. No. Do you think? Do most of God? I, I mean. I should just let you talk and get out of the way of this. But, I mean, you know, what was your experience with it in general? Uh, I mean, you found them to be just, do they all kind of deny that they did the thing in the first place? Or do they just Mm. not care? No, they don't care. Um, The only ones I really ran into that actually accepted what they did and, you know, were there to serve their time, they knew they did something wrong, were a lot of the females. Um, Okay. I, and if they murdered someone, that's Interesting. the ones that were ones I could just sit down, talk with them. Um, they were accepting of it. They are okay with society putting them there. How interesting to think of, because so you know you're essentially old folks' home for murderers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So these are women who killed men in the '60s or or whatever. Yep. I mean any era, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, you know, for whatever reason, my um, prejudice is is that they probably were like a, a husband who beats right. them kill them like that yeah. right yeah I, I mean is That's, that what you saw a lot of yeah yeah it's you know in their eyes they're defending themselves right you know and they're making probably sure were. it doesn't continue to anyone else right and they know that did they, you i mean you must have i mean there had to be a woman in there who you really connected with i, I mm-hmm. would imagine had very similar yeah situations wow mm-hmm. wow yeah. Was that helpful at all? Uh, yes and no. Cause <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I won't kill him now. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, you know, had plenty of times that I've thought in my mind, yep, I could do that. I definitely could. But then you think, I'm glad I didn't because you're throwing your whole life away. Yeah. You know, and she's even and s- said, the one gal, I threw my whole life away for what? You know? Yeah. For a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah and he, she goes, he still wins, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that. He doesn't have to serve time. He doesn't get punished, you know. Right. She goes, I'm still being punished. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. What um, what were the profiles of what those guys did then? I mean, all just what you said there, or was there any specific, like, someone who killed a lot of people or anything like that? No, not really a serial killer mm-hmm. um, that I ran into. But, you know, I mean, there are serial killers that are locked up. Yeah. Uh, they just haven't made it to the nursing home yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, and still. what kind of different training do you have to do to be in that job then? Because those people are more 
right. volatile or dangerous, right? Yeah, you go through, um, it's a six-week program. So then you go through um, your workbook programs where you have, you know, your in-class workbooks that you do. And then you have your training on how to use the walkie-talkies in case of emergency um, to contact the main is security. That, and Is it mostly procedural training type stuff yeah. or I mean do you actually take any you know hand to hand kind of thing to yeah, defend and then yourself hand to hand and then your CPR and um, if there is an emergency of any kind at any location of the campus um, everything's done through the radio so then they end up you and you know it's been so long now I I don't remember the exact terms they use but yeah you have to call out certain terms and then everyone just comes running Anyone available comes running. So code brown at the swimming pool is right. crap. <laughs> and that is that. not a candy bar. Right. Did did um God, I, I mean, I would almost think it would have been hard for you to get the job because of your circumstances. Like, you know, you that know, anyone says like, yeah, right. Are you and here they to... knew. They knew. They did, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's actually I'm just I'm sort of blown away by you that that mm-hmm you chose to deal with it that way. I mean, really, I'm, I'm yeah. impressed. Just, I don't know, that you wanted to process it like that. Yeah. You know? And I get it. Yeah. You know, I feel like. I mean, just to see another individual that was like that and to see him in their environment, you know. I don't know. To me, it's, I'm a watcher. I like to watch people. I like yeah. to, I don't know, process in my own ways of what they would be like if they weren't like this or, you know, Hell what yeah. are they thinking or why are they doing this and. That's all I do all day. Mm-hmm. What, what um, I guess, what did you take from that, from from seeing these guys up front or up close? Like, mm-hmm. were murderers more reprehensible than pedophiles or, you know, anything like that? Uh, I would say I most, and, you know, I'm not a psychologist by any means, but I would say majority of pedophiles are sociopaths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By far. We did an episode on it. I don't know if you, or, uh, with a therapist who oh, works I in prisons with, she works with pedophiles, rapists, and, and whatever. And it's, you know, you'd think it would be unlistenable, but it's one of my favorite episodes because it's just, it's fascinating. And it's, uh, and we you kind of laugh self-defensively because mm. you just think, like, the guy, it's just so awful. I, yeah. I don't know how to, you know, deal with it besides that. Yeah. What kind of stuff, when someone who's in prison that long, uh, if they're far removed from their crime, are, are they talking openly about it? Do they, are they... Some do. Some, a lot of them don't. I mean, okay. there's just this small amount that do. Yeah. Um, generally, the pedophiles are the ones that openly talk. Not with us. It's amongst each other. Really? <clears throat> yeah. They, you know, if we have, let's say, John comes in from Moose Lake. Uh-huh. You know, it's one of the pedophile prisons. And... He's being placed at our facility, and then we have our dining room set up. We're all eating lunch, and he comes to sit with, you know, they kind of congregate together. Yeah, that's why they're always in rings. Mm-hmm. Notice that. Yep. <laughs> For real. It's always weird. It's, you go, like, how do you ask? Like, I have a couple friends who I'll send, a like, a porn video to every once in a while, but let alone to, like, how do you sample that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, are you into uh <laughs> Should yeah. I send that to you? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So... Then you're trying to figure out, okay, well, you can't put them over here with this group, this group. Yeah. So he's going with this group. And 
they just right away, oh, I haven't seen you in 20 years. How's it going? You know, what have you been up to? And they kind of break the ice that way. And then they just start in about their their crimes. And How so? Like, I mean, in what... I can't even get my head around that, mm-hmm. that they would sit at a lunch table. Oh, do you remember, you know, this is what I was doing this, with this crime. And it's not, they don't use the word crime, but, right. you know. I mean, I, it's, right, it's I would the same imagine. as any other criminal if they were talking about, like, a bank robbers describing their robberies or murders, right. talking about, yeah, it's like they're one I would not think so. I would think that. it'd be so sh- fucking shame-ridden, mm-hmm. you they're know, not. that they, right. No, and they're the only ones that talk amongst each other about their crimes. No one else discusses what they did. You know, they don't tell each other, oh yeah, I murdered my whole family or, yeah. you know. I have a horrible theory on that. Like, I, like for real, I feel like it's just that they, they have this thing that thrills them so much, you know, that they mm-hmm. can't tell anyone, blah, blah, blah. So when you finally get to talk about it, it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. It, like you see that with criminals often, it seems like to right. some degree, but. Their dirty but, little yeah. secret. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Oh, how hard is that for you to be around? No, oh, it's hard. I right. mean, I can tolerate, I can give compassion to those other residents. I can't for them. And there's so many pedophiles. It's mm-hmm. just amazing to me. Yeah. You no, know? that's what we've said on the show. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really sick of rape and, uh, yeah. you know, pedophilia stuff. There's just... Right. And then there's the, the ones that are serial rapists. And, you know, they just look at females as an object and... You know, if I wasn't in this position right now, I'd be raping you right now. That's how they look at you or... Do they say that to you or that you're no, saying they, just... Yeah, they just have that that look at, you know, like just that dirty look. They're trying to scare look. you mm-hmm. with their eyes kind of? Yeah, and then they'll make the comments, well, this is your job. You're supposed to be doing this, you know, type thing. Oh, like they try to boss you around, like mm-hmm. to take some of the power back right. in a sense mm-hmm. or to make you feel vulnerable. W- was there ever anyone in there? So how many inmates or whatever were they did i guess do you call them inmates when they're no residents okay yeah really okay Mm -hmm. yeah um each because we there's three wings um and there was two that had passed when i was there so let me count one wing here hold on twelve in a wing okay yeah so okay on any given time was was there a hierarchy there? Say, like, at what point do they leave the prison and get sent to you? Like, how harmless are they? Or, or no, there's you know, still a risk of violence. Dangerous, you'd say. Yeah. Why do they get sent to you from from? Because they can't do their own cares in their cell, so they would have to be able to walk, bathe themselves, you know, eat on their own. Okay. Um, navigate through the prison themselves. Sure. And. If they fall and break a hip or, you know, someone beats the living piss out of them. Yeah. And they have to come to our facility for rehab or Were you ever scared of any of the, um, whatever, your residents then? Or at least, Uh, or not scared of them, but you know what I mean, where you go, oh, wow, that guy feels dangerous. Yeah. There was two that I had. Um, One, only because there was that just intense look through you that, you know... (laughs) If they weren't in the position they were in at the time, they would probably corner you and kill you. Yeah. But there was no way, due to the, that person's circumstance, that they could have done that. <clears throat> you know, thank goodness. But it still creeped you out going to, to, to care for this person. 
And that person was a serial rapist um, of children. And that mm. still, it mind, yeah. it mind fucks you, you know, when you no, go in there. Sure. You just know what's going on. And then you're thinking in your head, well, why are you alive? You know, Oh, it's just to watch them like laugh with their buddy mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever like that would just make you fucking sick, I would mm-hmm. think. I mean, really, like, yep. and and was there any issues with violence in there? I guess, love them amongst mm-hmm. each other or anything like that? No, they, they stop all... raping each other? No, I mean, there's... Because you do it in prison and then the... and they come to you. Yeah, no, there's not that. I mean, where you have to segregate anyone from right. the group. But, um, you know, you'd run into two that are trying to fornicate with each other. And, you know, it's two males, but... You pretend you're a, a child. No, yeah, no, I... I was a child last time. Right, and yeah. I don't know. Maybe they are doing that. right. Because it is pedophiles, but oh, fuck. <clears throat> who knows? Who know? else is going to love me? Yeah. Another pedophile. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, had, we had a prison episode where they said that, that pedophiles are now forming gangs in mm-hmm. prisons to, like, protect, protect themselves. Each other. But also, it's like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. My son's in a gang of pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, know, and I, it's amazing to see how many f- family members come to see these individuals. Yeah. For support to them. Probably people that they abused as well. I I would I mean yeah in some situations they're um, victims. How many black pedophiles? Uh, the none. Exactly. I, I, I know it's always it's always white guys. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Murderers. Yes. We do but... all this sick shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whites. Yeah. Uh, um, what? Uh, so as far as their family members coming in, is there anything specific that's like? Well, they try to get contraband. You know, when we do a, a visit. You know, we always have to sit in with it on the visit, and you have to search everything that the family member's bringing in before they go into the visit, and you have to sit in the room, so however long, an hour, two hours the visit will be, and you have to watch everyone very yeah. close because they're always trying to slip something, pass the old to pie with a file in it. No, not that, but kissing each other and then passing pills through the mouth or right you know here's a brand new cd to listen to or dvd but in reality there's drugs in it or really what mm-hmm. is the most novel thing that you've seen or heard of just the drugs the drugs mm-hmm. oh, i mean as far as like how they did it was there anything particularly oh, clever kissing, that you've heard? making out yeah yeah and it was a mother and son situation shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah mm-hmm well, they I were, wonder why he's a fucking pedophile they Jesus were Christ. just going i guess hot and heavy on making out what yeah <clears throat> and then they were at that moment passing um, pills through the mouth. But. It's because all that step porn in the world. I guess. Are you aware of this? Yeah. Mm. Are, that is seriously like yeah. how you don't just beat the fuck out of that person out of just mm-hmm. disgust. Yeah. You know? Huh. Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful story. It um, is. It is. <laughs> what other stuff do you see? I don't know. Is there anything from that um, period that, I don't know, sticks well, out to you? I mean... How about this? When you overheard pedophiles talking, was there something that you just went white as a sheet where you go, like, I can't even fucking believe I'm hearing that out loud? Um, the biggest thing for me, it's just I try not to listen so much because then they right. usually follow with because you have to, like, stay in that area wherever the group is because you got to make sure. And it's always in the dining room when they're talking to each other because they don't necessarily hang out in the lobby area you know they just go off into their own rooms or that's where a lot of people spend their time but um so when you're in the dining room you're always watching people to make sure 
no one's taking a fork or a knife to put in their walker to take back to the room to use as a weapon, you know, as contraband. So and you were really, like, turned into a prison guard right. every bit as much as a, yeah. As a yeah, mm -hmm. personal care attendant. Okay. Yeah, you, I mean, you're always watching behind yourself. Right. Because anyone, even in a wheelchair, they can still stand up and try to stab your eyeball Absolutely. with a pencil. Absolutely. I know? mean, did you ever worry about that or have a fucking nightmare about it or anything like that? No, I mean, my biggest fear would always be if I did get into that situation, you know, what would be the situation that would occur? And is someone going to hear me over the radio mm -hmm. if I'm yelling for help? You yeah. Because people do get cornered. I mean, one gal, she was trying to stab another aide in the face with a pencil. And, you know, you'd never suspect this person to do that but really mm -hmm. Were, uh, was there still prison gang influence in that space or like did you notice any yeah. hierarchy at all a little bit yeah 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 where you'd have between the males okay no, not not so much the females i mean there there was a gal that kind of pushed her weight around but she big lady yeah, <laughs> yeah. she 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 was bigger but she still you know with right. the, the females this is my spot and you girls, meaning us, weren't working fast enough, or why didn't you set my table up in time, or just... That's an interesting thing, though, them bossy. trying to kind of take power back in that way. Like, mm -hmm. that would be... Man, that yeah. would be difficult to hear. And it's hard to... You know, I'm okay with my residents where I'm at. If they get bossy, Yep. you know, fine, whatever. Yeah. I'll... I'll yes, I'll, I'll get your What's copy. the most demeaning request you've ever got? And we'll say in either one. Like, I mean, someone said, get in there and clean my boots. Uh, no, the only or thing worse. is dig deeper. Dig deeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like as you're unimpacting the shit? No, just wiping. Oh, wiping. And then they want oh, you to my. dig up and deeper. And I'm like, nope, I'm wiping the surface. That's it. Yeah. My finger doesn't go up in there unless it's to re Do they ever poop. request different wipers? Like, no, not you. Get no. Kathy in here. <laughs> no. She gets me the cleanest. You do back to front, this fucking moron. I have a friend no. that wipes back to front. What? You have a friend who does? Oh, mm -hmm. my God. A man? Yeah. Just turns his balls into a mud flap? <laughs> yeah, he's... Says, yeah, he says he wipes back to front. We all make fun of him in our group Shut chat. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. I usually do like a one sample in that direction just to see why. What you're dealing because with. What you're I'm dealing overly with, I'm clean. Sure. Like you're I a do hyper wiper. Hyper wiper. Yeah. Many, many. I would, it would make me crazy. I got high walls mm -hmm. on my ass. Yep. And, you're uh, deep in. Yep, yep. Yep. I got a deep set hole. Yep. And uh, boy, <laughs> and it's dirty with the hair. Yep. And it's just. You get lots of dingleberries, redness. I'm sure. You know you are going to cause lots and lots of fissures in your rear end if you keep doing that. Fissures? Which, fissures. Which I already are have little, a hemorrhoid. Well, see, you should put cream on that. Always you're going to cause stool to get stuck up in there. Already the does. Then get your hemorrhoid cream to shrink your hemorrhoid. We could use a uh, proctologist sponsorship on this show. There you go. Because yeah. hemorrhoid cream isn't cheap. I mean, you could get your doctor to prescribe it for you. but I usually mainline it. Yeah, and then you wait for it to rupture, and then you have blood everywhere. And I have a syringe of Preparation H that I shoot I up say, in hey, I thought you were off the H. I go, ah, not Preparation. <laughs> I go, um, anyway, but yeah. Oh. So, yeah, how about the question about most ghoulish thing that you overheard at the uh, in the prison? Um, just, just in general, them talking about their crimes. But, but, like, what would they say? If Like, I mean, if you don't mind me asking. I'm just trying to oh. understand how, like, well, explicit or what, like, 
Like, they go, oh, that ben, one child. It's just like you can't yeah. figure out what the fuck they say. Yeah, just them talking about them having them pinned down and then they're violently raping them. That, and then I just, I can't hear any more of it, so then you just walk away. And then you have to say, so-and-so, go in there, I can't hear this, they're talking about it. And you... All you so can like, say, well, you guys shut the fuck up over there. Some of us are not pedophiles in right. here. And then you, all you oh. can do is go over to the table and say, you, you're you in the dining room. You can't be talking about that. This isn't you, polite dinner table conversation, right. as my mother said. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, you can't tell them not to because it's their Shop right their to speech. Chop their heads off. Stick them with a knife in the neck, throw them in the garbage can. Mm-hmm. That is really... Holy shit. Is yeah. that... Um, I don't know why they have all the rights. Are they taking applications now? Or? Yeah, sure. They're always hiring. I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm sure they're always hiring. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, the coworkers there, were, was anyone new? Or, I mean, no. I'm sorry, was anyone veteran or were they yeah, all? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I think if someone isn't in the situation I've been through, mm-hmm. you could work there. I mean, you just don't have that natural emotional tie to a situation like that. It's just another person to you. I don't think I think hearing stuff like that would be hard for a lot of people. I, I mean, really, like I think for a lot of guys, the urge to be violent or at least abusive to mm-hmm. them would be overwhelming. I mean, I would be it'd be like a fucking uh, Dean Martin roast in there with me. I would mm-hmm. actually have a fun time sitting there trying to <laughs> just whatever <laughs> mock them constantly. But mm-hmm. yeah, wow. I mean, a lot of the aides do have general conversations with everyone, including the pedophiles. Sure. Chatted up with them. It's just another day, and that baffles me. I don't. Right. I would just be. Wa- oh my God. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Is there anything that we missed with that one or with that no, stuff? That's... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's just horrific. Mm-hmm. Horrific. How much did you get paid doing that? Um, for the state, it was fifteen twenty-three, and then. One... Isn't it fifteen dollars and twenty-three cents an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's not even Jeez. fucking close to no. enough. Mm-mm. And a gal was there 10 years, and then she was up to the max pay. I think the max pay is 18 or 19 an hour. Jeez. Yeah. But it took 10 years. Yeah. See? There you and, go. And Olive Garden, you have at least like 40% less pedophiles right. there. And, yeah. you get, and you get a free meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> free breadsticks. And all the breadsticks This breadstick bread reminds me of this one little kid I had sex with. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's you I know, hate this world. They don't pay enough for any caregiver at all. Right. None. And they expect top-notch everything. So. Right. What do you get paid? How about uh, like like what you know? What do you get paid in a nursing home situation? Maybe not necessarily even you, but like what's the kind of top pay of your position? Would you say? Uh, seventeen. So okay, mm-hmm. seventeen an hour. Yeah, that is that's some fucking bullshit. Yeah. Grocery store is like sixteen bucks or something like that at yeah. Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. to bag go- groceries and right. Right. You don't have run to and stick register. your finger up anybody's ass. Right. Yeah. Get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get, Get to. to. <laughs> so every day like that, huh? Yeah. You've never puked once, just like because someone no, had a particularly. I no, I you did. You puke on their shit. <laughs> I did vomit one time. It wasn't because of of stool. It was because um, this one coworker had asked me to come into a room to help change a pillowcase, and I was like sure you know maybe we just have to hold the resident's head and i change the pillowcase so we walk in and the residents you know you see the profile the right side of their face mm-hmm. and he goes we'll go around to the left side of their body 
So I go ahead and walk around the bed, and I get to the left side of their face, and the whole side of it was missing because it had been eaten away by cancer. And so you could see all the way down to their bones. You puked at that guy. And I didn't puke on him. I want to make that clear. I had to run out of the room because his, you could see his socket, his eye socket, his the nose bone or whatever, his jaw bone, teeth, everything. Like it was all gone. The flesh was gone and everything. You were going to let this podcast finish without telling that story? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, how far away did you... Like, was it like you just made it out the door? Oh, and I made all of a it sudden, out the door, and it like, just... Like, he can still hear you just, like, throwing up in the and garbage can. And you're just crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and honestly, and and that's, not your, that's not your fault. No. She should have been like, hey. No, this was this was a male, and he did that to everyone. I Like, he... He used that guy as a fucking yeah. novelty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he did. Yeah, I would do that, too, probably. Yeah, he had that twisted way of... I guess he's I mean, just bored. I think some people you do have to cope with. I, right? I mean, don't you have to laugh in that job? Right. Because it is, I mean. But, you know, yeah, still. That's a little Give a little heads extreme. up. Yeah. Yeah. A little half a heads up at half least. Half a heads up, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Whoa. Yeah. So hold on. So his face is open. Mm-hmm. I got to Google Could that or stick something. Could like, in it? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only if he really pisses you off. <laughs> what, what uh, I mean. Is the bone white? Like, what level are we really talking? No, the, it, I mean, he had just a little bit of tissue left, a flesh, you know, mm-hmm. still on the bone. Um, but he was surviving off of Insure or Boost, you know, which is a nutrient drink, mm-hmm. and then beer. What a great <clears throat> whatever yeah. plug. Mm-hmm. It'll and keep you alive a, when your face is half Exactly. Off. Like yeah. Look at his face and like, hey, can we get a Band-Aid in here? Right. Like, no, and he had... There was one fly in the room. I remember that. and Landing on your face. No, and I just, he didn't, I mean, he couldn't obviously move that eye anymore. He was blind in it. Um, you could kill him with a backhand. <laughs> <laughs> just, ah! <laughs> it burns. Um, yeah, he's just. Even turning on the AC, like, ah! <laughs> the wind is too much. Yeah. Right. Oh my God! Oh, I didn't I just, know that. Like, I mean, I can't even believe that that exists. That you're, yeah. so he doesn't have a mask, a thing. No, nope, like a not covered or a fan cold the, cut, like a fan a, of the opera <laughs> yeah. mask. No, cool. just half his face. No, some uh, pepper jack turkey or not pe- pepper turkey. <laughs> I don't know. Just to match your flesh. <laughs> no, it's like a nothing. hockey mask and just white guy or black guy. It doesn't matter. I'm just curious. White, white gentleman. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it'd be us. Yeah. Uh, Cancer runs rampant through us. So yeah. Yeah. But it, the most amazing thing that's by far, and then I would say for a female when her bladder fell out of her. Bladder fell out. Yeah, so completely. Water no, it didn't break. Water broke. <laughs> <laughs> there was urine still in it. Oh, yeah, so it, it didn't was, break. It was oh, hanging no. there. Uh. Oh, then, my fucking God. Yeah, I don't want to live. Yeah, and then I had to go get the nurse, and she nicely went and pushed it back up inside her. But What? Have you ever heard about the legend of the pink sock? No, no. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Do you know about this? Yes, I know this. What is you, it? It happened to Tevin in high school. Jesus. He's having anal sex with a, a girlfriend who is a virgin, and his her parents had just left. And then they came back in the door. She heard He heard the dad come back in the house, so he instinctively pulls his dick out. He's got a very pronounced head on his penis. It's a shovel-headed... Right, uh, sure. Whatever, yeah. yeah. So she clenched up at the exact same time. <laughs> he pulls out and... Her, her anus, her rectum, was out. 
pulled up, and he said it looked like a pink sock <laughs> hanging there. <laughs> Tevin Pittman. This is where this whole thing started. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, that's why I had him on the podcast first as a guest. Because <laughs> he was the source of the pink sock. And, uh, my life's and I liked him so much. I said, fuck, you You're can like, co-host this thing. You're like, I can't let thing. go. Yeah. I can't let go of You should produce my podcast. <laughs> and then he um, yeah, pushed it back in with a stick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just poking at it. Yeah, man. The dirty stick. <laughs> um, no, so that's uh, bladder falling out. That's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. I didn't prolapsed know your bladder, bladder could fall off. It can, yeah. Prolapsed bladder. Yeah. See, prolapsed, I thought, was when it's like folds out. I thought it, it oh, just falls. You make it sound like every... a hockey puck dropped out. <laughs> the muscles just give way and everything just falls. Mm-hmm. Do your Kegels. Right. Do them. But not always because those are just your internal muscles right here. You know, that's not always holding the bladder itself. Yeah. And I know one thing that Tevin and I discussed at, at length. Um, before you came in here, and I don't know the right way to talk about this. I think I think we should ask her. I, mean, I think the people want to know. I mean, if you think so. Sure. In all your years doing this, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's the biggest pair of tits you ever seen. I got to hear. Oh, massive. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a two-hander. A two-hander. A two-hander. Wow. Two-hander. Yeah. Two-hander. Wow. Yeah. We had uh, who was it that said they had to like you lift it up and you have to powder underneath? Yeah. Did you have to do that? Oh my yeah. My mother-in-law. Yeah. Oh, that was right. You told me that in confidence. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? That's not, yeah. uh, Connie would never uh, uh, take care of herself Same in that way. No. Um, oh, what? Uh, what? Uh, biggest shit you've ever seen? Well, do you want to include when they vomited it up? Whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> Lord deliver me. Like Jesus they ate it Christ. and vomited it no, up? No, no, they like, it, no. They thought they had... They... I didn't think the holes no. were even linked. I didn't no, think it was so I mean, I knew they were linked, two. I guess. But so your body, if you can't expel it... window or a valve. <laughs> There's got to be like one of those like fish, the fish traps where the fish can swim in, but yes. it can't swim out. Like That's what I thought <laughs> yeah. was happening. If you can't expel bowel, it has to come out somehow. Oh, fuck. That's going to happen to me. <laughs> that is... I would off myself. Like so, shit coming out of your mouth. Yeah, it just you vomited it up. It's it's coming out the whole one log? way or another. No, it's Crohn's disease too. Yeah, Crohn's is. I think yeah. I have that. The Crohn's so, is a very okay, violent so, disease. Oh my what, fucking god! Mm-hmm. Not enough toothpaste in the world. Not enough mouthwash to get. And it's hard to clean off the walls, the sheets, <laughs> the person. The fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Do they? Oh God! So we had given. Do you like hear him start to burp beforehand, or you go no, like, "Oh you... God, here it comes." <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like... She walks in and like smells like, "Oh, somebody shit their pants." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Someone yeah, shit their I mouth. Threw up. <laughs> yeah. Actually. Well, you know, it, we give a person three days, and then if no results of BM, then we give them a suppository, or we give them the oral stool softener. So we have several residents that are regularly constipated. And this one particular resident is always constipated. So we went in for the third day of the stool to get the stool softener because the orals one uh, softeners weren't working. And so a half an hour later, <laughs> not working. This thing's a goddamn cinder block. <laughs> it's like old faithful, <laughs> right? We had went in to check to see if we had gotten any results yet. And we went in there, and right when you go in the doorway, you can smell the stool. 
And so you go around the corner, sure enough, the resident is vomiting and pooping, you know, at the backside, but vomiting sh shit all over the wall, all over themselves, and then spraying shit out the backside. So you have shit. The tube of toothpaste. Both ends. Oh my, wow. Mm -hmm. Do you, it's, like, the first oh. time you saw that, I mean, were you just in awe that that even exists? I'm put my two well, that, and then I, I, I was... can't believe your brain even lets you go through that. Mm -hmm. like, it's just like, pop, and you die or something like that. No, I was like, wow, that is amazing. Yeah. And then I was like, well, who's cleaning this up? Because right. that's a big mess. Yeah. That's huge. What's the biggest mess? I mean, he... is that the biggest mess you've seen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did he do after that? Like, do they what cry? Was he... Yeah. Like, is he... No. Like, handing my toothbrush? No, just... Oh, I feel so much better, you know. How do you believe in a God nope. after that? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. nope. And then I had another resident. Fuck you, God. Had gotten diarrhea, and then had the person made their way out of their bed, and was standing in the middle of the room. Well, then we came to do our thirty-minute checks on this resident because the person usually tries to walk and shouldn't be walking. And we walk in the room, and sure enough, there is stool all over the curtain, all over the floor, all over the bed, all over the wall, and all over the resident. And it was right at the end of our shift, and now we're like, well, time for a bath. And we were, you know, an hour past the time to get off. Because you got to bathe this person. You don't yeah. want pink eye. You don't, you got to get it up off the floor and the curtain. Pink and eye. Yeah. Yeah. What are they doing? Like, she's got to be throwing it around. Well, she's trying to get this this brief off, you know, because it's but like an no, like how does it get on the wall and ceilings and stuff? Like yeah, I feel like that's intentional. Digging, no, because this person had dementia, so they feel something on them. So then they take the brief off, trying to remove whatever's bothering them, mm -hmm. and then it their brain will switch again. So then it's like, oh, what is this in front of me? And then they're playing in it. Oh my! Mm -hmm. This woman Some that I used to work with. If she listens to this show still, Nina, shout out. I love Nina, uh, co-worker. But she, her mom was in a home, had dementia. Mm -hmm. And she she told me this story. It was like she got off the phone and just like kind of like, oh, my God. Her mom had gone to the desk with her turd in her hand <laughs> saying, like, this fell out of me. <laughs> like, am I in trouble? Like, or whatever, like, right. afraid because that it's a Just part of worried. her. Yeah. Yeah, which I have thought of that before. The first person to ever shit must have been like, hey, John, you're growing a tail. Oh, oh God. <laughs> like, what? For real? Like, I mean, have you seen that? Like, what, like Just how. Just panicked. Like, yeah, where they're confused. Like, mm -hmm. what the fuck is happening to, to like, me? shove it back in. Yeah. yeah. I'm losing nutrients. <laughs> you know, we're. I mean, they usually say. Oh, I can't get this water out of me. You know, I can't let the water go. And so then they're trying and trying and trying. And then in the midst of them focused on letting their water out, that's their terms. Or like they'll say the Davenport or the icebox. Or they call it the Davenport. Well, the the couch is like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But they'll use like urine as water. And then all of a sudden, as they're pushing to let their urine out, then they end up having a BM, mm. and that just startles the heck out of them because. Yeah. They didn't go or, in there to have well, a BM. happens sometimes where I'll, I'll pee and then you <laughs> fart or whatever, and it's like, ooh, and that's then close. they're like, what is that? What happened? You know, and so then they're frantically trying to get off the toilet. And that never makes you laugh a little bit? <laughs> no, because really? I'm, I'm worried. Clean it so scared. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, to see someone scared, they're sitting on the toilet, and they farted and go, oh, oh, I'm, whatever. Because well, then I, I'm at first like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. Like, why are you scared? Right. 
and then they tell me, well, something just happened, and I'm right. like, well, let's figure it out, and then I realize, well, then they just had a BM. Have you ever heard of a coworker? You know, like, how much of a problem is it coworkers being bad? You know, like mm. shitty people, essentially. Yeah. Like, do they ever do like where they're uh, implanting? Uh, like all oh, that, you know, that's the poopy monster coming to get you, or, or what, whatever, like that, you know, where they fuck with their heads right. in any way. Just I guess picking on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can say I run into quite a few that they're either just dragging their shit from home into work. Yeah, and so then their shitty attitude carries into caring for the resident. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, this needs to be left at the door because it's affecting how you do your job. Yeah, and this person has no clue why you're mad and now they're scared of you. So yeah, you need to stop. Is it, is it hard for you to go care for your family after that? Like, you know, you're Drained. caring for people all day. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Is it, was that something that you had to get by or get over or mm -hmm. is there, do you guys, do you have a rule where it's like for the first two hours I'm home? I don't, you know, well, answer cause, questions. Cause I work in the evening. So mm -hmm. I get off 10 30 or 11 at night. So everyone's in bed already. And on my days off, you know, if I haven't gotten asked to come into work, um, I'm usually mentally, I've, I've finally learned to just leave it at work and not keep thinking about it. Um, my kids, you know, when they do come into my job or my husband will bring them in, you know, I'm like, come on, let's go see so-and-so or, yeah. and they're still real cautious of it because to them it's an old person yeah and they're in a wheelchair and it's a weird smell and mm -hmm. it yeah. is so for them but to them it's, that's how mama smells you're right yeah <laughs> so then they're still comfortable yeah yeah being there yeah exactly that's me right know? i smell like poop and old people <laughs> and on that note yeah yeah mm -hmm. no so if you want a million dollar lottery mm -hmm. would you still do this job in some capacity I would. I would volunteer. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. You're a good person. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for doing the show. No really problem. Really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. No that way. Was fun. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, that was the show. Thanks to Ashley and uh, to Tor and to Tevin and then Will. And then our, uh, we have a listener, Ben, who, uh, who we have to thank for uh, setting this up. And uh, so thanks to Ben. And thanks to Hangover Candle Company, the uh, only candle that makes you feel like you're hungover. No, I don't know. I'll have more on that later. All right. Thanks for uh, watching. Good night. And that was our episode. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Um, I'm booking the stand-up dates. Got some big shows coming up. I know end of July in Minneapolis here. Uh, but we're going to start rolling out some dates. So I hope to see some people out. And uh, keep giving to the Patreon. It helps a ton. If you have a podcast that you'd like to record in our studio, we're going to rent that out. Uh, or actually, it is available for rent. Just get at us. Um, and uh, just on the show page, wherever you want, we'll find you. So thank you very much for listening, and uh, have a good one.